Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Tech Podcast. I just want to talk about uh, this, this continued evolution of the, some of the things that I'm trying out um, to just be, you know, a little more, it's not just simple living, but it's just a little bit healthier. And I've talked about floor seating in a recent episode. So what I decided to do was to buy uh, basically short legs uh, for my computer desk that was previously a sitting desk, like a normal sitting desk, normal, whatever, whatever that is. And, you know, where I had my little business chair that I would sit in. And I think, uh, I think over a long period of time, like that's sitting for me like that is not very good. Um, and so I've, I've had a few days now to, to work on this new setup where I'm literally sitting on the floor <laughs> in front of my like lower computer desk. It's basically enough height where I can sit cross-legged underneath it or I can, and it's far enough away from the wall where I can straighten my legs all the way and, and touch the wall. And it's the legs are far enough apart where I can move around so I can kind of shift from side to side and then um, all sorts of different positions, which is interesting. And um, so there's there seems to be like benefits. I also have a pet. They seem to like it, um, you know, because you're just like right there. They're like, why are you sitting on the floor? <laughs> you know, um, and uh, it's good. I feel like there's like muscles being used that haven't quite been used because what happens I think in chairs in my for, from my opinion for myself is that it constricts your movement quite a bit so it's not just that you're sitting all day it's just that you're sitting in the same position like a chair like sort of hugs you in a way where you don't you naturally just don't move right like some people can kind of move around in chairs I'm not one of those people. <laughs> um, you know, I, I you know, some people can get creative like that, but I think I don't know. It doesn't work for me. I'm I'm locked in. <laughs> like you know, arm chair has arms. I'm in there. And they're sort of designed for that. You know, to sort of keep you in a position, keep you sort of standard and um I recognize for me that's a really bad idea. It's really just not good. I think it, um it's kind of surprising the amount of movement that you can get when you're sitting on a floor. It's surprising, you know, because you're like literally stretching your legs, you're going side to side, like there's not as much pressure in the same areas that there constantly is when you're sitting in a normal chair. You know, you can kind of move all that around and adjust it, lay down for a bit if you need to. Like, basically, like I find myself like stretching. It's almost like these little yoga poses that I'm just like naturally doing, just sitting there, you know? Like I just all of a sudden like, like I, I'm not even thinking about it. I just find myself like, oh, doing a little stretch. That's what I find fascinating about this. I think it's more of a natural thing. I just, I also just like the idea of houses where you take your shoes off when you come inside anyways. Right. So it's like 
and your floors should be clean enough for you to sit on anyways um, I suppose this is better on carpet or softer floor otherwise you would need some sort of like cushion I guess but I think uh, like the whole floor being soft enough to sit on is probably like the better option because then you're again like once you put it like a sort of pillow in place there's a potential to restrict movement but there's these like I don't know what you call them these like floor sitting pillows that are uh, I don't know what you call it thatched or like <laughs> I don't know what that is that's called someone knows that um, but these little floor sitting I, they might even be called like meditation cushions or something I apologize I don't know these the term but um, you know you can still get a certain amount of movement with those probably a lot of movement so that's something that you know I can always try at some point but I, I actually had tried those before and well the actual issue is that the, a pet was like territorial with them <laughs> Unfortunately, I did like throw them out. Um, anyways, uh, so I guess that's part of the reason why I'm just going like straight to the floor. But honestly, it's like for me, I think it's it's not just works. I think it's really important. Um, you know, because it's like if you get to the point where you, it's like not super comfortable sitting like cross-legged. In sort of like a meditation stance, then, you know, that's not great, right? So just like being in that, even if it's uncomfortable, it's like sort of stretching you out and sort of, you know, working those muscles necessary to kind of get you to be able to do that just without any, any effort. Um, which, I guess the, <laughs> for me, I just you know, focused a. Uh, mainly on work these last few years and several years and just wasn't focusing on gym stuff and that sort of thing so it's part of like the context i suppose where i'm like implement implementing all of these changes like you know diet thing diet related things like you know i have a podcast about the four foods that i quit last month or last year excuse me um because I kind of do one thing every thirty, well, every thirty to ninety day, thirty to ninety days, sort of my approach. And I'm always looking for opportunities to adjust my environment so that it's more just. I don't want to overuse the word healthy, but it's like it's like questioning things, right? Like the comfort of a Literally, these things are called like lazy boys or, you know, like reclining chairs. The comfort of that versus the seemingly discomfort of sitting on the floor where really like the thing that's going to cause damage is sitting in the in the recliner, in my opinion. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think this gets into like sort of no furniture related minimalism talk um and so which is something i've played with you know i've tried sleeping basically on the floor didn't work for me i ended up finding a compromise in the middle for me which is like a low very low bed with a very 
hard bottom, like a hard base, and then, you know, a mattress uh, on top. And I think there's another type of thing, like it's called like a futon, which is generally like harder, which at some point I may try one of those like really thick ones. Um, but anyways, the point is like, I ended up in the middle of like, the floor didn't work for me for sleeping. And, um, which could be, um, like for me, it could mean other things, you know, I need to work on shoulders and other things like that. You know, I've talked about not, uh, you know, exercising a lot in the last several years. So, you know, it could be that strengthen the shoulders. Maybe that's not an issue, but for me, it just, it didn't work. It didn't make sense. Um, and I actually was able to see a little bit of the sort of more ancient devices that people used as pillows. And they would even include these things like this, like metal sort of piece that looked like a hor like a horseshoe, upside down horseshoe, with a pole like at the very bottom as a base. So it was like a little kind of, I don't know, cup for your neck, I guess, or your, for your head, you know? Um, so, you know, people always had these kind of things to get them in a different positions, I suppose. But the point is, movement's really important. And I think even, I don't know, I think that's like, it's just really important to have movement during times where you normally would not have movement, which goes back to my original point about the chairs. Like sitting in a normal chair is not good for me. It's very comfortable, very comfortable. But also like the moving around is kind of fun. It's just more natural. It's kind of hard to explain. It's like you're, and I was I was looking also in the, like the history of chairs, and it seemed like, I don't know if it's true or not, but it was like, it used to be like the the king or something would have a their throne like a chair basically, and then, when chairs become more like readily available, people wanted them, because it was more of like a status symbol thing to have a chair, than it was like a practical thing. You know, it was like chair meant status apparently again not sure if that's true but that's what i i saw a video on it okay <laughs> or listened to a podcast or something so i don't remember exactly where i saw but anyways it's it's an idea seems reasonable i like it it makes logical sense and sort of gives me a reason another reason to sit on the floor and it's interesting because it's like with the floor sitting, you're creating even more space in a room because it's like there's no, there's no, you realize how like big a chair is basically when your desk is like lo that low. You know, it's just like, it's that recognition. So, and this is one of those things I have, I've had certain things that I feel a certain way about for a long time. It just takes me a while to get around to the change. And so this was one of the things. Like, surprisingly, 
the chair that I was going to get rid of first, or like was most concerned about first, was this reclining chair. That was actually my focus, but I still actually have this, um, you know, that reclining chair. But I don't have, you know, so surprisingly to me, like I ended up getting rid of my desk chair first. I wasn't expecting that. It was just, a, it was just unexpected, I suppose. But it's like I've been thinking about this reclining chair for a long time. So like this, this idea of floor sitting has been on my mind for a really long time. And uh, it's a little bit, I, I think it's like mentally, it's a big chair. <laughs> so it's like trying to like maneuver the thing around and get it out and find somebody who wants the thing or list it online because you can't. You can, can't, like, sell it online and, like, ship it somewhere. You know, someone has to, like, come and pick it up. So, you know, whatever. It's just, like, there's a process of steps of things that are not that big of a deal to do to get rid of the thing. Um, so, I don't know. But some of these things, what I recognize, too, is, like, I'm just better at making ch changes that may be, like, big changes for me and giving myself enough time. Like sometimes I just need time to do it. Like I was last year, I was getting rid of four other main things that were like major staples in my life up until that point, you know, things that, you know, like caffeine, I used to drink caffeine like every day, you know? So it's like getting rid of the caffeine and the chair at the same time for me, not a good idea. Um, or at least I just don't have the level of courage. <laughs> Okay, that's a possibility. Um, but for I don't know, for me, this process works. So, so it's like, I think what I'm doing, and in, in, in watching some videos of people talking about floor sitting, one of the things that they sort of recommended actually was to try out sitting on the floor before you get rid of the furniture. So this is a way for me to, to try out this process, to see how it feels, to see if it works. You know, to see if if it's really for me, you know. Um, because these experiments, like I said, sometimes change. Or sometimes I find some happy medium middle ground. Um, I do currently have a chair that's, uh, I don't even know what you call it, but it's, it's a floor chair, basically, that, uh, like, the cushion flips forward so that it turns it almost into like a beach chair kind of a thing where you can, you know, stretch your legs out. But it, and it also has these little little arms on both sides. Armchair, floor armchair arms. <laughs> and that is something like I have in the room and I'll kind of use it for a little bit and then I'll put it to the side. And then just sit on the normal floor. And then I'll use it for a little bit. You know, you know, I kind of go back and forth. So, like, I can kind of take a break and just sit back against something. Like, the way that I'm used to sitting. Um, so, I'm kind of using that as a middle ground. But I recognize that, ultimately, that's not going to work. Because the arms restrict my ability to move side to side. You know, so there, there's... Uh, so, I think, like, for me, like, floor chair... A good floor chair would be 
I don't know, like sort of very minimal, but it would it would be it would have to be because it would have to allow you to uh, like a, a wide range of movement, right? Where you like if you're just sitting on the floor, you can easily like swing your legs through from like one side to the other side. But if if there's a chair there, even like a back of a chair, it's harder to do that. Like you can't. Well, I mean, you can't do it. You have to like move the chair out of the way, or you have to like do it a completely different way where you move your feet forward and, you, and this way like it's you're just sort of like just restricting one little option for like this little movement because these little movements you know and this and standing up and sitting down and like basic just just basic movements that like just wouldn't happen normally day to day if you're just like in a normal office chair so i really enjoy it i really like it it's like i didn't um it's one of those things where like i I connect with it immediately and I don't ever see myself going back. Um, it's just, I think, just healthier for me. So just my take, my opinion. Uh, but uh, yeah, the floor sitting is great. But again, it's like it is a process. So, so with my new very low computer desk, I can experiment with that floor chair in there and kind of go back and forth and have that flexibility as so I can phase that chair out and then in the other room where this sofa chair is I've you know it's like sitting in front of it on the floor and then you know kind of like getting used to that and doing that more and more so they kind of work out of it and work away from it like that's kind of I guess sort of a, the approach I guess and um yeah it just feels like almost like there's like a little bit of fear around having nothing in the center of a room because like a sofa or sofa chair like either one they take up a lot of space in a room like they're not just the focal point of the space like they are like the primary item in the space they're the biggest thing in the room you know any room that has a sofa or chair or combination of those things like literally those are the biggest items in the entire room so like there's a almost like this like little bit of twinge of fear of like letting go of all that stuff and then having just this open space but the but the truth is like having an open space is very freeing that's been my experience because it because of movement like because then all of a sudden you have a room where you can just like move around in you know, it's like, and I'm not saying have no furniture, but I'm saying like, I have even seen these, these like foldable furniture, right? Where it's like, it just, you can have a big table, but it collapses down like really small and you can put it to the side. Like those things are kind of really cool, right? Like if you need something there and then you put it away when you need it, you know, like you're only using it for, you know, an hour every day anyways, or whatever, if that. So like having it put aside for the rest of the, you know, 23 hours or whatever gives you this whole new open space. So I, like this just makes me think about like for a ideal space for me, I think what I would really like is to have sort of a step up in the entryway where the there's a raised floor. And the raised floor 
is basically a bunch of storage space. So you can you could put everything you, everything you have into the floor basically and never have to see it. You know, like I do like that quite a bit. Um although you know, I don't know. Okay, that would make it much more of a hard floor, I suppose. Maybe there's some issues with that. Maybe there's a little lack of practicality there. I don't know. I don't know. Something to think about with the pra I, you know I've never had a space like that with a raised floor, so it's hard to think about the practicality of it. But um, I think the point of it is raised floor or no raised floor. Having not having such a, a an item that just dominates the space like a like an armchair or a couch does. I mean, it's just. I don't, it just change. I think it's, maybe this sounds weird that I'm repeating this, but it's like it changes the whole dynamic of a room. The room feels different. When you come into the room, you enter, you 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 change. Your physicality literally changes, as opposed to coming into the room, and then your body goes into one position, for the bit the basically the entirety of the, that room, or if it's a long sofa, maybe there's a few positions you kind of move back and forth in. You know, you have a little bit more freedom of movement in like a larger sofa. Um, but you're also, you know, like it has a back on it generally as a front. Like, it's not like you can just move through it. You know, you can't stand up and move around, it. You like move through it. You have to, it still restricts the space and, and restricts your movement in the space is the, is the primary thing that I'm sort of getting at that I find fascinating. And so, um, yeah, I thought about like, how, you know, it's like I've been brewing this thought in my back of my brain. Of like, how do I get rid of this sofa chair? The, I think the issue with it is that it has sentimental value. It was from a family member that has passed. And I think maybe I have to fully recognize that that part of it, you know, I think that part of it was is the piece that I have to recognize and honor. In order to, to move past it so yeah that's that's a that's good so you know such is this process right you have certain things certain things spark joy certain things are just you know they're comfortable and then they're nostalgic and sometimes that stuff's really hard to get rid of and I'm not saying to get rid of it but I'm saying for me it's it goes back to that emotional core of like oh there's oh there's some emotion here there's like some there's some uh you know um emotional resonance <laughs> uh some attachment to this item because of what it represents you know someone that was important to you in your life kind of a thing so it's like recognizing it and then knowing that you don't need the item to remember the person or the time, you know? So it's kind of getting into that space. There's, there's some of those items that are just tough. And I guess, I guess this is one of them for me. There's also like some practical aspects too. Like for example, uh, like I have a side table 
that goes along with this chair that I use, you know, like I'll, I'll have some, you know, whatever I'm drinking there or, you know, some I'll eat there sometimes. Like, so it's like it has some practical use. So I also have to figure that piece out too, right? Like that, oh, there's a, there's some functionality to the space that I need to honor and recognize and make sure that that functionality still exists or simply adjust the expectation for it or allow that functionality to become a new thing. Like for example, it's like difference between like having a picnic or sitting at a, at a dinner table, right? You can eat both times, but maybe there's like a little bit of practicality. Maybe you need like a picnic blanket or something you know, or I don't know. I'm just saying like, like there's, there's a little bit of like, there is also a practicality piece to it, um, which isn't super strong, to be honest. I think it just goes really well. It just sort of fits really well. Um, I think also the reason that the side table, I'm just going to use this time to, to, to go through this process so you can see how it works for me. This side table, I was actually used it as a, um, as a place to attach the sim racing wheel. So I got into sim racing, uh, like, I don't know, several years back. I'm just, that's something I'm very interested in. Like, I'm not sure if I've mentioned that on this podcast, but like, I do like sort of the enjoyment of driving. It's like very enjoyable and, and meditative for me to like drive back roads. You know, it's like I just, I love that, especially in just like a nice tight sports car, <laughs> you know, like it's just, it's just joy of like throwing on some music that I like to listen to, just, you know, zoning out. It's really, it's kind of a meditative experience. You know, you get to see the scenery. Like for me, I'm like looking at like the mountains and the, you know, the distance or the hills or the mountains, whatever's around in the distance or the trees or like, you know, what are the, the state of the trees and the weather and the sunlight beams coming through. Like I'm soaking all that up. Plus listening to like whatever music I want to listen to at the time. And I love to listen to music. So, you know, I've gone through some periods of like, not having so much music or not having music with lyrics, you know, at this point, like I have this, what I've set up is I've chosen to drive a classic car. I call it classic where it still has a six disc CD changer in it. So I limit myself to literally six CDs at a time. And I love that sort of experience also. It just limits the amount of music that I'm inputting. I have to be very selective with it. It's not like I'm scrolling through playlists and just playing the radio and whatever it throws at me. Like I've I've chosen to select the artist and I will I will buy their album, whether digitally or a CD, usually digitally, and then I you know put it on a CD, throw it in the car and and go. You know, it's just like a it's a thing. So. So, you know, sim racing, similar. It's like, I don't know, like there's, there's just some like sort of thrill of, of driving. And, that, and you know, in these, these sort of racing games, they have the real 
racetracks that are real in the real world that you can literally go to if you want to. And so like I've been driving these tracks and then I like I haven't really watched racing. I know like in other countries I think watching racing is really big. Like F1 is really big. Um but there's still some like great racetracks in the United States. Maybe some people think that's blasphemy, but I I disagree. There's but in but I know them because in this game it's like you can race in Switzerland, you can race in you know, in the in the states, like wherever, like, and these racetracks are like realistic as they get representations of the real places. So if you ever see the real place in real life, you already basically, you know the track. You know you, you get to race these things. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent, but the point is, I also found that I enjoy that. But the problem with sim racing is that. A sim racing setup also takes up a lot of space. It dominates the space. Like, it's like the only thing in the space, you know? And then there's one little chair that I, like a foldable chair that I saw that you can kind of set up and use. And I just never quite, I didn't quite know if it was going to work out. So I just never quite got that. That was like the compromise. So... One of the other items that I have that I've been holding on to that I don't use is this whole sim racing thing, which is not cheap also. It's like one of the nice ones. There's a company called Fanatec. And uh, I suppose if I had like more rooms, I could dedicate one room to sim racing. <laughs> Right, and I gotta probably even dedicate it to like maybe two things, depending on how the space was laid out, you know. But you know, like you need like a game room or a dedicated space or a basement or something like that to like really like set up a, a system like that. And if I had that extra space, I don't know, like maybe I would set it up. Maybe I would set it up. Maybe I would. I don't know. So I have a little bit, so you can tell there's some hesitancy there. Um, but even though all this is to say that this side table, I used it as part of like this little makeshift sim racing setup that I set up. And it worked quite well. You know, there's just like wires going all over the place and, you know, it was just like not something I could keep in place. So... Uh, I have to think about this. I actually realized that I do have one room that I could actually use for this. It's kind of perfect for it. I just have to clear out the rest of the... I'm going through this whole decluttering process from all this stuff from my from my business. So I got to go through that. And I could, I could actually make it into the room like that if I wanted to. Anyways, even if I did, I don't think I would need this side table but again this is the process <laughs> and I I, you know, I haven't really gone through the process it's more, more of like a declutter with me episode you know it's like sitting on the floor turns into a decluttering episode you know I've seen some of these like where people have these declutter with me episodes on YouTube for example and they're quite good you know it's like I think people 
sometimes need to see that. Sometimes I need to see the process. It's like, you know, all of these things, sometimes they hold hidden emotional weight. And sometimes they represent dreams that we have yet to fulfill or yet to come to grips with the fact that they're over or that we've given up on those dreams which is okay it's healthy you know so you know it can be healthy depending on the situation so i just think uh Yeah, there's definitely some some stuff there. This gets into that that like space or state where people end up buying like uh, storage units. They end up renting storage units because they can't bring themselves to let go of some of these items that they don't actually use. You know, they hold some sentimental weight. So even if those are, they're like out of sight and out of mind. They're still holding an emotional space inside of you. And if you don't believe that, then go and try to get rid of it. <laughs> you know, it's like try to let it go when you realize like, oh, crap, there's something in me that's like holding on to something, you know. So there's probably a good process for this. Uh, like I said, in my experience, I think it's sort of honoring the thing. You know, I've seen some Marie Kondo stuff where she's like sort of thank the, thank the thing. Um, you know, you want to walk away with gratitude, I guess, is the <laughs> sort of state. And uh, yeah, because sometimes things can be really tough to get rid of. And I think I, I think surprisingly to me, I have a few things that are like that. I've just named three of them. And that that's attached to <laughs> some of this clutter clutter that I need to get rid of from the other room, which is the fourth thing. So it's quite um quite a challenge there four things that I've identified that I need to grapple with letting go of and the emotional weight of those things so wish me luck if you have some things that you are working on decluttering um, you know best of luck and <laughs> in that process and uh, yeah I haven't had just like a general I don't know I'm kind of going back and forth like you see like there's going to just be varied content. I just wanted to make those episodes to say like, hey, there's content changing because it's going to be varied. You know, I just don't want people to have the like, expectation. It's always going to be minimal minimalism focused. Like, I don't even love to take on that label because it's just, I think this is just more, um, it's like something I can't quite define. It's more like a, a focus podcast. <laughs> you know, this is a, you know, maybe there's some other name that makes a lot more sense that, uh, to, to sort of relate to like what, what this all is. Certainly, like, minimalism has been, like, a fantastic tool 
sort of is a fantastic tool for me, but I find other things to be like great tools as well. So, you know, like floor sitting isn't necessarily like a minimalist thing, but it seems related because there's less furniture, but the intention isn't necessarily the, like, the goal isn't to get rid of the furniture. The goal is to mo have more movement, more natural movement. You know, so you have this positive that's coming in, this positive motivating, motivating reason that allows the other thing to go away. Um, and I think part of that too is like, sometimes when you're getting rid of things, like you need to kind of bring something in to balance it, even if the thing is just like a sense of calm and this and the and a a space where you can have movement, you know, like but you have to sort of like feel the positivity of that. And sometimes it's a little difficult to feel that positivity of it um all at once. And so maybe I don't know, like that's where you can kind of take steps like sitting on the floor in front of the chair before getting rid of the chair, maybe moving the chair farther away, you know, from the center of the room, maybe putting the chair in a corner, you know what I mean? Like sort of getting, <laughs> sort of starting to move that stuff and adjust that way, possibly. Um, yeah. Quite interesting. I mean, I, I do hope this is some, this is, <laughs> I do hope this is helpful for someone out there. Um, Cause I, I really enjoy this process of exploration about adjusting my environment, letting go of things in the environment, simplifying the environment. It just does a lot of things. It's like it is less things to worry about, less things to concern yourself with. And then also like, you know, additional space and less clutter and ideally like more and more focus which is something i think i'm also like actually having so you know and and maybe this is all like i'm also like considering the fact that or the idea the possibility the possibility that perhaps like for me focus is more difficult than it might be for other folks and so like these are tools that i use to also help me increase my focus Right. And so I think that's legitimate and worthy of being said. Um, you know, like if I had access to social media all day long, like I would probably scroll on social media all day long. Like, you know, I've said this kind of thing. Like if I had access to YouTube all day long, I'd probably watch YouTube all day long. Like I have that sort of like, uh, I don't know what you call that, but like I'm. It's not that I'm immune to this stuff. It's just like maybe I'm like less immune than other people. And I just know that to be a fact about myself. And so I put up these systems to to maintain focus and not just maintain, but like build focus clear and clarity and calm. It is sort of interesting. It's like it's interesting how difficult it can be to make to to truly declutter a room. Like, it's quite interesting. It's definitely doable. For me, it's just been like a, I guess it's like long work in progress. It just continues to evolve. 
um, continues to move in the right direction. I just had like multiple spaces I was using, you know, like I have where I live and I also had my office. So like now that I've consolidated those things, like, you know, it's like I'll slim down and then I bring the rest of the stuff that I have outside, you know, and then like that stuff's becoming less and less and less and less. So it's just, I don't know, it's for me, it takes a while to get to that point. I think if I had maybe, you know, like some sort of like emotional support person <laughs> uh, that's into this and understands this, I could get through it quicker. I do believe that having that sort of supportive force, I think I could probably do a lot more and a lot less time, but I'm sort of working with what I have. And, and so this sort of cadence is what works for me. And, uh, and there's a lot of things about it that are going really well. Made a lot of progress. You know, I don't know anybody else who has a computer desk on the floor. <laughs> but quite a, but it's beautiful. I've been thinking about making a YouTube video about it because it's like it's it's I think it's a it's a very nice setup. It's a very nice you know, there's videos about desk setups. I'm I'm pretty proud of my little setup. It's not for everybody, but for me it's super practical. So, um, yeah. So I'll continue to declutter, continue to work on this stuff. And, uh, I just figured I'd give you that little update about the floor sitting. Um, I find that it's just, it just, you feel better sitting in, I feel better sitting on the floor, you know, and, uh, I like it. I like it a lot, a lot, a lot more than I thought I would like it. Thank you all for listening. Uh, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify, Google Podcasts, and several others. Uh, if you are listening on the Spotify app on your phone, you can go to the episode and there will be a question there that you can answer. Generally, I think it, it adds a question simply like, what are your thoughts about this episode or something like that? Uh, but you can actually leave a comment. Questions, comments, I usually say questions, comments, concerns, but, you know, questions, comments, ideas, thoughts, feelings, feel free to, to put them in there. I always enjoy reading those responses very much, so thank you, those of you who have left comments on there. I have seen them. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. Um, it's really just cool. It's just fun little way to interact with folks and see how they're feeling about things. Some people give ideas. Some people give their thoughts and opinions, and it's great. It's really great. I, it's one of the, my favorite things about continuing this podcast, actually. So um, thank you all for listening. Take care.